Welcome to Hope from the Front Lines. Each week, we peek beyond the headlines, finding stories of struggle, passion, and strength from essential caregivers of color doing the heavy lift, protecting Chicago's most vulnerable during this COVID-19 pandemic. COVID-19 has taken a toll on the world that no one could have predicted, but healthcare workers have been there every step of the way. In the news cycle, we have seen stories on nurses, doctors, and grocery store workers, but one group that gets overlooked are those who take care of loved ones long-term in their homes. My biggest fear in the world right now is keeping her safe. I am Jonathan Aguilar with Home Sweet Home. Oftentimes, home care workers are caring for their family members who are in need of constant care. These home care workers spend their time cleaning, cooking, and ensuring that the everyday medical needs of their family members are taken care of. Throughout the pandemic, these long-term caregivers have had to take extra precautions to ensure their family members are kept safe. Caring for sick family members comes with many challenges, such as emotional and physical stress, financial strain, and little time for personal care. Monique Smith lives in Chicago and has been a long-term caregiver of her mother, Tequila, for almost 18 years. My mom was diagnosed at a fairly young age with, at the time, third-stage emphysema from basically smoking since she was like 13 years old. It started, you know, moderate, when she could do pretty much... I would say 50 to 60% of things for herself. But as with emphysema and other conditions that happen to plague the African-American community, all these illnesses started to snowball. So emphysema caused congestive heart failure on top of her having hypertension and diabetes. Like Monique, Mary Beth Lynch has spent the last 23 years of her life caring for her daughter, Jessica, long-term, in her home in McHenry County. She's a ventilator-dependent quadriplegic who has spinal muscular atrophy. I've been taking care of her for the most part since she was born. Taking care of a family member long-term without any other factors is already difficult, but adding the dangers of the COVID-19 pandemic have only made things harder. So my mom, especially now during COVID, can't leave the house, not even to go to the doctor. And previously that was her outing. You know, I would make the whole day about her doctor's appointment because I knew she was going out. And it's just a lot of physical effort because it means loading up two to three oxygen tanks and getting her into the car. It's literally a production for the day. But it was still an outing for her. Now with COVID, she's not allowed to leave the house for any reason. Mary Beth has found this time no easier than Monique. Mary Beth takes extreme precautions to ensure her daughter's safety. One of my nurses was actually exposed to a COVID patient, somebody who tested positive for COVID, and she had to go through two weeks of testing, test negative twice, and spent 14 days on quarantine from my house. So that meant that any care that she gave, I gave. Both women knew life would not be easy as caregivers, but they believed strongly that their loved ones would receive the best care at home. Monique's and Mary Beth's family members have both had bad experiences in institutionalized care settings. During Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner's administration, Mary Beth lost her access to at-home nursing care for Jessica due to budget cuts. The loss of at-home nursing meant that Jessica was forced to spend some time in a nursing home. So the first nursing home I looked at it was in Waukegan, and the place was horrible. It was so bad that I almost fainted walking through the halls thinking about leaving my child there. Eventually, Mary Beth found a nursing home in Zion, Illinois that she hoped she could trust. 
So she spent three weeks in a nursing home uh, while we were going crazy trying to get her home because they were terrible in the nursing home. During the three weeks that Jessica was in the nursing home in Zion, Mary Beth spent every day with her, and every day something went wrong. I walked in sometimes, she needed to be cast every three hours I'd walk in sometimes and she'd have she'd be so bloated from urine it was crazy it was the worst three weeks of our lives if she had stayed any longer I believe they would have killed her Mary Beth eventually was able to get Jessica released from the nursing home and take her home but by that point Jessica had been traumatized she no longer trusted anyone Monique didn't have direct experience with nursing homes but witnessed a family member go through similar horrors Monique's aunt, Erlina, lives in a nursing home. At an early age, Erlina was diagnosed with paranoid delusional schizophrenia with violent tendencies. She was at one facility in Skokie, and they literally left her cancer diagnosis be untreated for almost two years. Erlina's cancer was only treated after she was transferred to a new nursing home in Evanston. Not only was her cancer treatment started two years late, it also started during the middle of a pandemic. She was hospitalized and received a life-saving mastectomy, but sadly, upon returning to her new nursing home, Erlina and her family discovered little improvement in her care. When medical staff failed to follow Erlina's post-op instructions, she nearly died from sepsis. I had to follow with this facility because she wasn't eating, and so I explained to them, you can't just leave her food, first of all, she's had her breast removed, so her underarms and her lymph node area is sore. She cannot lift her arm to feed herself. In addition to that, she just had a trach tube taken out of her throat. She cannot chew solid food. How is it that you have medical personnel on site, but I have to call and tell the kitchen guy, give my aunt soup? Your traumatic experiences with nursing homes led both Mary Beth and Monique to the same conclusion. Their loved ones would receive better care at home. The thing that we know about home care is one, majority of people don't want to be in an institution. People are healthier, happier, and age with more dignity and respect if they're able to do so at home. We know that when people are at home, when they're in the environment that they're most comfortable and, and likely most happy, um, it's just going to be a healthier experience for them. That's Beth Menz, the home care director and vice president of SEIU Healthcare. SEIU Healthcare is a union local affiliated with the Service Employees International Union, a union of over 2 million members across the U.S. and Canada. Beth says she believes that most often, the safest place for seniors and people with disabilities to be during this pandemic is in their homes. You know, as sad as it is to say, in the home care industry, we haven't seen nearly the death toll. Um, that we've seen in nursing homes. And Mary Beth Lins agrees. Just for my clarification, you believe that home care is better than long-term care facilities? Oh my goodness, yes. 125% better, okay? 150% better. Because of the fact that, number one, I'm here. Um, when I'm sleeping, I have a baby monitor on. So if anything goes off, if, if so much as she starts hyperventilating because there's water in the tubing, I'm up and I'm taking care of her. She's like within earshot of me or one of my nurses 24 hours a day, and we're not split trying to take care of 80 patients. We just have her. So yes. Both Mary Beth and Monique provide constant care for their family members while holding full-time jobs. 
Monique is an essential worker. While her job has stopped requiring her to come in every day, there are still days that she must go to the office. As a primary caregiver of her mother, Monique cooks, cleans, does the laundry, and is also her mother's entertainment. I find that there are times when I'm extremely exhausted. Mary Beth is a professor of biology at McHenry County College. Fortunately, I'm, I'm teaching synchronously, which means I'm teaching online from home, mm -hmm. my dining table. Um, but if I had to teach person face-to-face, uh, -face, I would have to give up teaching right now. Monique and Mary Beth use an abundance of caution whenever they must leave their homes. Even inside of their homes, healthcare looks much different than it did before COVID-19. Tequila is no longer allowed to go to a doctor in person because of the unnecessary risk it would put her under. While Jessica is still able to go to her clinic for treatment in person, Mary Beth takes precautions to ensure her daughter's safety. We only go once a month instead of once every every two weeks. And we have to go through the back door and we can't wait. And, you know, there's no waiting in the waiting room. Tequila just recently celebrated her birthday in August, and Monique made sure she was still able to enjoy it, responsibly, of course. So, for her birthday, which was in August, I cleared out her living room and part of her dining room, and I hired a artist to come in to do a paint party for her. So, I had just my daughter and my sister-in-law and my two nephews over i set the table so that everybody was six feet apart and i actually set her in another room in the dining room she could still see everybody like monique mary beth is concerned for the people who are most vulnerable in society like her daughter jessica i want people to know that it's scary but i you know but i don't i'm not afraid does that make sense mm -hmm. i'm afraid for her um, I don't. I don't walk around in fear in my life, um, but I. I do. My concern is for her. So one of the things that we did do was we got a generator, mm -hmm. so that if the power went out, um, she wouldn't have to go to a hospital. She wouldn't have to go anywhere. We could take care of her at home. So I guess people. What I want people to know is that to take this seriously, to take the virus seriously, to wear a mask. You know, because the life you the life you save may not be your own. It might be somebody's like my daughter's. While most of their time is spent taking care of their loved ones, both women find ways to take care of themselves. In her free time, Mary Beth enjoys a little retail therapy and tending to her garden to make sure she is taking care of her mental health. Monique says she's taking a proactive approach to life. I am just trying to eat healthier because I realize how important that is right now. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I, you know, committed a space in my apartment to prayer meditation. And so that's probably the best thing that I can do for myself right now. Both women have plans for post-pandemic life. Monique hopes to travel to Egypt, a place she's always wanted to go. And Mary Beth wants to treat her daughter to a vacation. I was hoping to take her on a trip down to um, Disney World. I had heard of a place down there where they actually take take in handicapped children and they make sure that the handicapped child is taken care of at Disney World and made they to feel like an absolute princess. And so I thought I'd take her there. I thought that'd be cool. I'm Jonathan Aguilar with Hope from the Front Lines. Thank you for joining Hope from the Front Lines. Our series is produced by Juneteenth Productions with funding support
from the McCormick Foundation. Join us next week for another story of struggle, passion, and strength from essential caregivers of color protecting Chicago's most vulnerable during this COVID-19 pandemic. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. You have a story to share? Join us in the ongoing conversation on our Facebook page, Hope from the Front Lines.